Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rick and Morty, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ender. Hello. And Sarah Potter. Hello. Uh, yep, back for more Rick and Morty Season 4. Uh, this week was Episode 3, One Crew Over the Crew Coos Morty. That aired last night on Adult Swim. We talk Rick and Morty every week that it's new here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for us on your favorite podcast app by searching Rick and Morty Overly Animated. Subscribe to us to not miss any of our episode discussions. And uh, we also post our podcast to our YouTube at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. Um, you can check out our podcast from the first two episodes of Season 4 of Rick and Morty. Still very excited the show is back and we have a interesting episode to get into this week make sure you've seen one crew over the cuckoo's morty uh spoilers and then get back uh pretty pretty terrible title um i don't know but yeah i was gonna say you you were doing really well saying it correctly i I didn't even realize there are two crews in there until recently so now i just gotta make sure i say them both um but just leveraging the full use of changing things in the title on this one okay michelle what do you think of this episode Oh my god. I love this episode so much. Yay. I did not watch any of the previews going in. It was a total surprise from the title. I was like, well, I'm not even, I, I like, don't even care what that means. I'll just watch it. And I like, this is my favorite episode of the season so far. I mean, there's only three episodes to choose from, so it's not like, you know, a very radical statement, but just the, the ever unraveling of these heists upon heists and then the ultimate heist reveal from Rick and like the fact that. I love that they, they they only seeded the script thing about halfway through, so it wasn't like you were going to expect it to go anywhere because it wasn't at the very beginning of the episode to tip you off. Like, I think all of that was crafted really, really well. And it's just so ridiculous, and Rick hates Heist so much, but actually, maybe he doesn't hate Heist. He was just <laughs> mad about, like, Morty wanting to do a thing without him, and he got mad, and it's just so on brand for him to take it this far, to get what he wants and i just oh man i think this is a really good episode i like it a lot it's so silly but it's a pleasure to watch it unravel (laughs) okay that's that's a that's a good description so silly but a pleasure to watch it unravel nice for michelle there sarah what do you you just finished this episode Uh, what do you what do you what are your reactions i finished this episode about 10 minutes ago okay how are you feeling i what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> that's, uh, that's always a good re- yeah. reaction. Yeah. Like, I think this... I don't, I don't know what I just watched. I know that there were... A, it was really fast. There were gags, like, every two seconds in this episode. Like, it, it never stopped, which I guess is a good thing. But also, it just got so silly that I just... I don't know how I feel about it. It feels like it went a little too silly for my taste. I think there were some really good individual gags in this episode. And I really like, I think I, I really liked the payoff and I really liked the stinger a lot. Mm. I think, and, and I, I just, it just feels really silly and weird. And maybe <laughs> I think I, I have a feeling the episode will grow on me as we record this podcast, as I begin to process this. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot to process. I, I might be, I think that's like, that's a good, uh, 
anti it being great take is if it's a little too silly. I could see people feeling that way. Um, I, I, I really love this episode though. This is my, also my favorite of the season. Yay! Um, yeah. I was just, like, the, just to, the experience that I think of watching it the first time, like, this is the best late night, late Sunday night watching experience. It was just hilarious. The whole, like, uh, go, experiencing all the reveals and all the nonsense. Um, it's, uh, uh, like I think, and, and then on like um, subsequent viewings, like you know it's gonna happen, so some things aren't as funny. But I still like even on the third time, I was still like dying at the script stuff at the end. Um, like there's just so much good stuff here, and um, this is I, I think my main thing is like this is what I want to see from Rick and Morty in terms of like yes. taking this. It's like okay, we're gonna make fun of heist movies. Let's take this like to the logical extreme and then like 10 layers beyond the logical extreme. Like I felt like this is this absolute zaniness is like what was missing from the first two episodes to a certain extent. Um, like episode two has st- like emotional layers and stuff. This episode doesn't, but I feel like we didn't go far enough yet this season. And this episode like goes so far and it's really successful. I mean, um, there's parts like there's, it gets to the point where literally just Rick and the robot are just going back and forth about like, no, I programmed you. I programmed you. And like, it's not even it's that. So- it's so funny i don't know i'm like i'm like worn out so by that part stupid, of the episode but, but, so but like it's also like yeah this is what we should be doing <laughs> I, I, I love it yeah uh i i feel like i hadn't seen this from rick and morty in a while that it just can just go this crazy and out there and um i i love more episodes like this i mean this is still this is similar to the previous two episodes in that it's an isolated episode it's largely just Rick and Morty, you know, we're not expanding the crew at all. It's very season one-y. And we're also, like, bringing back another character. So it's kind of still doing all the things we were, like, maybe a little worried about um, in in terms of uh, in this new age of uh, Rick and Morty with a lot of episodes to come. Um, Are they just going to have these one-off episodes that aren't as smart and just repeat characters and, like, this episode is all that, but it's also amazing. So I think it shows that they can really succeed within this formula. Well, it honestly reminds me a lot of the Lawnmower Dog episode because that was all about just like Scary Terry and going into people's dreams. And it was like jokes on top of jokes and just like so, like you were saying, Dylan, so many layers of making fun of a genre that they take it like almost too far, but that's what makes it so funny. And that is like a very classic Rick and Morty thing to do, but it is like, it's still really funny to watch. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. As long as it's done well. I actually thought this episode was more like Total Rickall, which is, funnily enough, the other episode with Mr. Poopy Butthole. But it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it just, like, I, I think the reason this feels sillier is that Total Rickall is built on, like, a sci-fi idea, and this is built on a critique of heist movies. And that's just, like, it just feels different as a viewing experience to me, just because I expect this this show to be about sci-fi stuff. And I think there was a little bit less of that here in terms of the... In the in terms of the premise of this episode, but I do think like everything here is really funny on its own. Yeah, I think I think you guys instantly hit on the two best comparisons, so that's that's pretty good. Yeah, Lawnmower Dog, uh, that's an Inception parody, so that's like mm-hmm. very, very it's very similar to this. Is that uh, you're we're par- parodying this kind of like genre of movies, and that's also like we're going de- deeper into layers. Um, Total Rickall, I think, is more similar in that like Lawnmower Dog has like a whole nother plot. This this episode, I think, and one reason I'm really high on is there's only like the A plot on it. There's no side plots. Oh so. man, that's true. I feel like it's been forever since we've had it's one. It's been a while. Yeah, and Total Rickall is one that that's similar to that, and it's also one where there's like a lot of I think like reveals. I really want to rewatch Total Rickall. Honestly, Total Rickall is literally reveal after. It's reveal just like who's an alien and stuff, right? Yeah. So, 
yeah, it's yeah. Like over and over and over. Right, so it's that, that's also pretty similar. Like uh, just reveals on reveals, and you know, I don't like. I think this episode's as as successful as Total Recall, which I think might be the best episode of the show. Or it's either that or yeah. or the one from last season, the Olympic Atlantis. But um, like uh, you know, those are successful. Those are two of the top five episodes of the show, in my opinion. So I think like doing a similar formula is is a good idea with this. Um, and uh, yeah, and we mean that's it's like what even was our last episode with no other side plots? I don't even know. Did the finale of last season have side? I don't know. Um, I thought it had one, but I'm not sure. I'd have to like actually look at all the descriptions. Maybe it might be Rick Lantis mix up, but um, well, no, he, Rick Lantis had like three convert. Like that's true. It also that had yeah, different, it did. different different things. They're kind of all in service of the same plot. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree this is, like, silly, and, and yeah, this is parodying, you know, like, the Oceans movies, whereas uh, the Lawnmower Dog's parodying uh, the Inception, um, and I, I guess, like, this episode, it is really silly at times. I also think it's, like, very smart in its structure, because um, what really sells it for me is, like, there's one time when there's one of the... Uh, the reveals like when they do the this the split screen type thing and uh, mm-hmm. with the music and one of them like uh gives the genesis of the intro scene um so it's like you just get full context for how the episode started which was seemingly just a random thing and then with this the the reveal that it was all uh rick's plan to disillusion morty with this script that he was working on. it's only really mentioned <laughs> twice in the episode yeah um, they really but it was back. really bad it was nice. Yeah, there's like, one. There's, 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 yeah, that's They mentioned true. it three times. Like, they mentioned it once yeah. at the very beginning. They mentioned it once in the middle. Then they mentioned it at the end with Netflix. It was a perfect three beat. Yeah. I don't well, think they did mention it at the beginning. It wasn't like the, right. the, there, There's the one first scene when... It's like when they're at the bar and he has No, there was one time before the bar. Yeah, yeah. It's when, it's when it's like when they're walking into High Scott and Morty's like, "This is good inspiration for the script I'm working on." So it is. It's oh, just towards the beginning. They yeah. did see it it's, at the it's small okay. though. Yeah, but then there's like one of the reveals. Morty's just working on the script. Like, yeah, I know. I love that. It's, one it's, so the, much. it's like this is a reveal like other thing. Yeah. Um, the best part actually writing a script. I'm like, oh, Morty like can write a script. Like that's like what? So stupid. He's like a ten year old kid. Like it's so dumb. <laughs> it's it fits this character. Um. But yeah, and then the, the, yeah, but we're bringing it all around with this at the end. And it's like, we're making all this meaningful, like, uh, and, and just the, the scene of like, uh, Summer and Beth's lines in the like flashback to how Rick came up with the idea. They're just so funny. Those are two of the funniest lines. Summer gave this this deadpan. It's a very achievable goal. You better watch out. You could lose him. (laughs) So yeah, it's also serious and harsh. I was like, oh my God. God. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I've been on the other podcast. I just want to say my biggest complaint about the season is I want more summer because summer is yes! my favorite show, and she's not in enough of it. Yeah. So three episodes in. I mean, we don't even spend a lot of time on this, but last season was like the summer joins the crew season, and this episode they've completely backed off that. I I, I hate it because she's. I think the crew worked better with her. I think she's amazing. Yeah. I think. Um, they're more used to writing Rick and Morty and they have a successful yeah. formula like that. So the idea is, you know, get, go to the successful formula. But like, I thought, I also thought Summer brought a lot to the table. You know, I, like I do, maybe it takes some time to get into I, a rhythm that, I, that she's but in, but. I have but like some the, ho- high hopes that there's like a, a very specific reason why they're holding off on Summer. Cause they know that they can write her well and they have. Like, one of the best plots in the entire show is the car with her. It's like, that's one of the best That's plots true. I've ever like, written. People love that one, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, there's a reason. Maybe there's a reason. There's we like just a don't reveal know what it is. coming. I don't know. I mean, honestly, 
honestly hope so because otherwise it's like I, I won't buy that they just feel more comfortable writing Rick and Morty alone because like the show has surpassed that already. This is season four. This isn't season two, you know? Yeah, I think in their heads they're going back to the basics, but they're honestly not because they're still iterating on what they've had before. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll see Summer in a, on an adventure at some point. Um, and she's, she's yeah. been in the mix despite not being exactly with them. Um, this episode, she's very sidelined though, but does, uh, almost steals the show with the, with her and Beth with that. Just the, <laughs> very it's more just the, deli- the delivery. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. So it, I just, so that, that's my point being, it's like, it's very silly, but also just feels smart with how it's constructed. Like it all, all really comes together, I think, at the end. And then there's this just random stinger with Mr. Poopy Ball. I don't even think Mr. Poopy Ball is one of the funniest parts of the episode. Like, I think he's Which fine. Which is pretty impressive. But yeah, it is impressive. Yeah. I, I don't know. He was a, like, he's like this absolutely standout character in his first episode until Rick on. Then I feel like he's been, um, I mean, they haven't used him a lot, but he's, he was in one stinger and it was great. And then he's in another stinger and it's like, eh, okay, you know, we're going to keep doing this. And now here he is. And I think he was, he was good, but I like that he was not the whole focus of the episode. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about like this, you know, the, we had a Meeseeks episode in episode one, you have Mr. Poopy Bottle episode, are we just going to keep doing stuff like that? But I don't know, it's more just like, we'll see how they handle it. I think it's been good so far. Yeah, um, I think I think on the the uh, the official podcast, they talked about how they don't want to like do a second episode. They were, the writers were like encouraged, like we don't want to do a sequel Meeseeks or Mr. Poopy Bottle episode or anything like they don't start there. So I think like Mr. Poopy Bottle just came in organically. I- to the idea it's like i think it's uh, probably better i think the the writer of this episode is like dan, dan came up with um just like mr Pupoto is one of the people rick had worked with on a mission in the past so that's how that's how he got worked in um i mean i i hope they don't take that like for like any story i know they're not really like telling any like real deep stories this season and they've been kind of trending away from that in general but i hope they don't take that with like sequels to like character stuff from episodes like, it, I just don't want them to do that. So it's fine, like, not making entire gag episodes again. Like, we don't need Mr. Meeseeks episode two. But, like, maybe I, I feel like we almost got there with somehow the toilet episode with, like, Rick making fun of himself at the end. I, I want more stuff like that with ends of episodes. So you, 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 want them to build, you want them to build on stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they're necessarily saying no serialization. But, I mean, yeah. But I mean, it's a line you have to ride if you're choosing not to like make sequels to things. You have to make sure you're also keeping a through line between all your episodes at the same time if you want to do that. Yeah, and they they we've I think these three episodes to start with have been as far from serialized yeah. as we could they we could yeah. be. Um, we also kind of know that they're going to do something story wise at some point. So because they've kind of said that, yeah, they have basically said that. Yeah, and and it's the rep- we, we just don't know when it's going to yeah. actually drop. It's a mystery. Yeah, we don't, and we it might not be in the first five because I think they probably view it as a ten episode season. So it's possible we go through five episodes with nothing, uh, with uh, no plot stuff, which could be interesting. I don't know. I mean, we're coming off a really strong episode here, though. So I'm 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 feeling good about our structure. Only point, 95 more to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, so 67 more to go, you know. Uh, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry I did it wrong. 100 total, not uh, a yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, that's a lot of episodes. It's great. Okay, well, I don't, oh, even know, cool. I, I don't even know how to approach discussing this, but um, I feel like this episode is like a first half where the, like, Rick is, uh, we, we go up to the... <laughs> The Miles Knightley <laughs> stuff where um, the heist con and like uh, Rick uh, and the, the whole reveal thing, the sequence of reveals with Rick and Miles Knightley and then Rick wins. And then 
it's like, oh, well, then we have to face off against Heistatron, and that's the second half of the episode. Um, and they assembled a crew the first time, and then they assemble another crew for the second half of the episode. Um, I think, like, the f- first half of the episode, like, very successful with everything it's doing, because you're still, like, getting used to the premise and everything, and all the reveals are really good. And then I think, um, if there's a criticism of the episode, I think we might get, bo- get bogged down a little bit with the Heistaton stuff at some point. Like, it's just a lot, a lot, a lot on top of each other. But I do like that. Like, I like that we keep yeah, going I liked further. it. Because yeah. at that point, it's like you're you're so lost in just like the motions of a heist that like it doesn't make sense anymore. But that's because like it keeps getting more and more, like all the heists build on top of each other for more complexity. So when it gets to like a showdown between Rick and the robot, just like yelling back and forth at each other the same thing for two hours, it feels like a, a satisfying culmination <laughs> of the whole thing, honestly. So I don't mind that it's kind of bo- like bonkers. It's like, well, at that point, if you're going to keep going with this, it has to go somewhere kind of insane but i okay i absolutely <laughs> hate heist movies oh and, this episode's well, perfect then. for you it's yeah. all about how they suck so by the end of the episode i was just completely just done with the heist i just wanted to see what the payoff was like i was I can't sit through heist movies. I just can't because they're all just so stupid. They can be condensed to like fifteen minutes and they're done. So, so yeah, that's what the episode's all about. As it started, started with like heist but, movies are stupid. So yeah, but here's the problem, Dylan. They're making fun of heist movies. I haven't watched any of these heist movies because I hate heist movies. But now you know, Sarah. You know, like the like if you just have a movie with the split screen and someone says, "You son of a no, bitch," no. I'm in. That's all you need. <laughs> that's all. You're that's a all we need to know. The problem is I know all the tropes of heist movies and I know all the movies that are heist movies. So I avoid them because I know I'll hate them. Yeah, I don't think we're di- we got into anything deep with like things. They mentioned Ocean Eleven and Ocean Twelve so yeah, many. They gave, they yeah, gave I don't. A, I don't think they gave like a hot take. the things we were parodying were assembling the crew, the yes. reveal with the, the that device that they do, and then you <laughs> son of a bitch, I'm in. Like those are the only three things that we talked about this whole time. Is uh, I don't I don't know if we're missing any deep reference. I'm also not. I've I've seen like well, the recent like the, Ocean's movie. That's like it. I feel like this. I also know, feels like a very like late. 90s mid 2000s kind of thing i also know from like outside material that dan Harmon like i don't think he hates heist movies but he's had he's had monologues he's had monologues about them no yeah on the on the official podcast uh the writer said that this episode started with a harmontown podcast where dan Harmon said i hate heist movies so I mean, there's a really, if he, there's a really amazing video of him make, like cannot stand now you see me too because it's now you see me and they didn't do now you don't as the second yeah no title. that's exactly that's exactly now yeah. you don't and he's just, oh my god insanely I'm like so bad at it and it's just like he's so like just the fact that I watched that I I understand so why you saw you saw the genesis of this episode that is exactly yeah, what it was yeah it, it's excellent watching, preparation he is so viscerally angry at the pre- like, at the idea that now you see me too exists that he just cannot like he he seems like he might explode at some point because it exists yeah i uh, yeah that, i heard i heard that that was the genesis episodes that's funny that you've seen that before um it's really yeah, if you want to listen to the official podcast this episode, a writer, Katie Delaney, for this episode gives a good background on that and, like, how the episode for- comes to a form and, like, how the writing process goes, I think, for – it was it was pretty cool. Um, okay, let, let's let's just walk through the episode because there's so so much here that we can – <laughs> 
jump in when you want to because it's just like a joke 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 i agree um i i felt like uh just on a level of like humor wise uh i think episodes one and two i think they're strong i think last episode especially was strong but um i I think we were looking for like a very like jokes per minute funny type of episode and i think this is like uh this delivered yeah it delivered jokes per minute yeah Yeah. so i i i wanted like a very funny episode i think it was this so we open um rick and morty are just doing a uh doing like they're doing their own heist with this uh morty's climbing the mountain and uh rick's like eating arby's on the the on a hover chair um yeah that was uh, a yeah. Good one. Uh, yeah. Look, you're the guy that wanted to, the wanted epic adventure. I'm the guy with only one hover chair. Um, <laughs> and then later he's like, "Let's get two hover chairs." Yeah. So it's like he's totally, yeah. <laughs> he's totally just like gaslighting Morty at this point. Yeah, Rick. Is, that's right. That's right. So we talked about the first book. Is Rick? All, all he just gaslights. That's all he does. Like at the. Um, this whole episode is about him gaslighting Morty. Yeah. Oh my um, God, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least can, coercion. Yeah, but we can laugh at it because. <laughs> Because it's not real, I guess. Uh, I mean, also, he's not, like, he's not, like, trying to, like, be a dictator. He's just this asshole to, like, two people. Um, It's a smaller okay. scale, yeah. It's, it's a small, that's what I'm saying. It's a smaller scale than what we're um, used yeah. to. I mean, well, there's also a joke where the robot uh, destroys an entire planet and all the people living on it. And okay. It's funny, yeah, so. they are dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was the tone the tone was very lighthearted the entire time um it, it's uh it's an alien cliff you can just say spider um which uh last episode we had uh space mount everest i don't know i feel like we're back and forth <laughs> on this type of thing uh rick like catches him in the chair uh why didn't you that before i was eating and you're dirty um i like that and then uh they put on anti-booby suits and they just walk through all the traps uh it's a waste of snakes yeah i like the waste of snakes one (laughs) apparently episode five is about snakes i heard that on the podcast there's a snake episode coming um the uh looting the corpse but there's the calling card from miles knightley and rick's like very upset uh his adventures are 60 percent putting the crew together and 40 percent revealing the robbery already happens just like a summary of this episode i feel like <laughs> so they're yep. parroting. yeah yeah okay so then there's heist con um oh, did you understand what the corpse said like i did not yeah i it took me i had to rewind i think that was maybe a flaw they, they should have been clear what she was saying but uh she was like, "Why did you rig? Why do you rig the tomb to collapse on the the person? Yeah, that's aren't you supposed to be protecting the person? Oh, okay. Instead of destroying everything, you're protecting. Yeah, I think that was not a clear enough audio wise. But um, okay, heist con. I li- I like the concept of the heist con um, and what we're doing parodying cons here. I think it's pretty good. At one point, it's like that's not the question line, um, and um, oh, I like them going in through the the window with the laser. <laughs> oh, circle. yeah, yeah." yeah. Get so um, down with it. Maurice reading what's there. There's a signing with Catherine's Alpha through Omega Joneses. Um, and <laughs> yeah, Morty says he's writing the heist movie. Uh, Rick well, Rick wants the professional badges and uh, goes through great lengths to not have to get the guest badges. He just doesn't want to pay. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a, like, it's a, it's a psyche thing. With, like, no it's uh yeah he it's his he doesn't want to like give them money to a thing he doesn't support the existence of and i I don't even think it's clear that it's any less money he just uh doesn't want to bruise his ego about uh being less than these people um and then uh he tries to sneak morty in but he gets like lasered um (laughs) 
And Gives them the ointment. Yeah, puts the ointment on. specific instructions. 10 to, 10 to 12 minutes, and then later you see Morty transform into the thing. He's like, God damn it, Morty, what I tell you? Um, <laughs> that was another good payoff later. Like, I, I love that the episode's filled with little payoffs for things that came before it. Um, like, question, how do you get off lotion? Get off it? You you rub it off. That's how you get I mean, like, it off. Yeah, but I mean, like, in Just 10 minutes. But I mean, like, how is he supposed to? He's supposed to, like, scrape it off? Because it's, like, yeah. weird. That's I really so. weird. Okay. We'll okay. never we know, Sarah, because he didn't even try. He didn't get it off. We knew. We know he didn't get it off, so maybe you're right, that it was unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. how do you get off all the lotion? We're getting the crew together. We have uh, Glar Gle- or Gleer, who's uh, playing the piano. And then... I like this gag a lot, honestly, because it's just ha- it's like whiplash. <laughs> it's... Like you said about payoff, Dill. This is like the quickest like payoff <laughs> ever. It's like nope. He just yeah, introduces man. himself and then he yeah. quits and he changes his name back. Yeah, you and so these are all like you son of a bitch. I'm in Rick Sanchez. Yeah, oh. um, we get Angie Flint with her fake hands, um, and uh, we get Trucula. Okay, uh, this one was I, I like Rick and Morty sitting there. Like, is, is that him? Is that him? No, obviously that's him. Like, <laughs> It seems like he forgot for he's like, yeah. no, 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 Like, it's like, it's like, Rick is the, uh, the person driving the car, the kid in the back, so we're like, are we there yet? And Rick's just automatically no, saying yeah. no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good comparison. Um, yeah, and then, uh, they, uh, he uses them to walk in. It's like, oh, that's it. Um. That's the job. Yeah, that's the job. Here's, uh, Rick, Rick and confront Smiles. Um, we have the lab coat rip, rip off Dr. Strange gag. Um, was that oh. good, Sarah? Oh, no, I liked that. I thought it was good. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, Rick is a critic of the heisting arts. Uh, I like Rick confronting the audience too, uh, a few times. Your booze mean nothing. I've seen what makes you cheer. And then every breath I take uh, without your permission boosts my self-esteem, he says, too. Um, but it's all, like, uh, convoluted because he's controlling the audience, it reveals later. Yeah. So this is, he's, like, doing a big show here. This uh, is all for Show is for Morty. for Morty. Yeah, it's all for Morty. Again, yeah. his head. Uh, yeah, so sh- not a not a showtime like the fake HBO one, like they say, yeah. Um, and uh, which, uh, by the way, this is the same company as HBO, so I feel like we were... Uh, un- it I like is the- now. It might not have been with me, <laughs> so they probably knew it was unfairly coming. promoted promoting HBO. But we uh, get Netflix d- d- uh, digs in there at the end, so I guess it's yeah. all all on uh, brand for the Time Warner conglomerate here. Um, yeah, uh, the loser joins the the, the the heist off with the the crystal, and um, then uh, Knightley's crew and uh, three of the, they are all the people that Rick recruited, and then there's we get the first reveal of him uh recruiting all the people and they already stole the skull um and then rick's corresponding reveal that uh he uh built heistatron uh to come up with adding one double cross to what knightley would come up with and uh he he picked originally picked the crew members most likely to double cross him and (laughs) and then uh heistatron finds them after they they steal a skull and is uh makes them say you son of a bitch i'm in and um we saw, we also see Morty working on the script during this part. Um, he says, I wrote an algorithm based on the two heist movies I, th- I slept through to automate a joyless process you call art. And then a second reveal where, um, the whole audience is, uh, is, is in his crew because Heistatron was, uh, 
when people were in line was uh, getting them on board and then they uh the whole audience steals every square inch of heistcon including ripping miles to shreds yeah yeah i i believe rick here when he says he wasn't expecting yeah he's like uh, i I don't know (laughs) pretty (laughs) he's behind every double cross how could he not know i think again this is just for marty's psycho psychological response later i don't know he's playing really surprised he seems surprised. Well, he's a good actor. He's really good so far. He's he, well, he, at the very least was doing it for comedic effect. But I think I just think he was uh, he was like oh that that one's not on me. I was not intending. Like first, it, it, you could have not been intending it, but it's still on you, Rick. Like that's, 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 that's still on true. you. Like he's trying to. Like, you still did this. Rick. Also, if you think about the episode, not that the episode's supposed to be thought. Like I don't think this episode starts with like oh. uh rick's trying to get morty to give up on his heist movie script i think that comes later like i think uh, that's just like a little thing thrown at the end um but if you think about it from the lens of everything having been in service of uh rick stopping morty's script it's like heistatron destroys an entire planet and millions of people uh just for this not and like that's real so just for this uh nonsense plan of rick just knows no bounds it's it's you this is uh, arguably one of the episodes rick is the most terrible of a human being in but also, it's the most silly, so you don't. Think I know. Right? That's yeah. why I <laughs> kind of hate that. It makes it hard to think about that too much. <laughs> That's why yeah. I kind of like Total Recall more because it's completely absurd. But like, they only kill like these horrible aliens and nothing else. I I think um yeah I mean I think I think this episode's not supposed to be really viewed in like no the, you know, it isn't kind of type of context. Yeah. But I mean, they all exist in the same world. But also, I'm really upset you didn't talk about Rick shitting in the bag. Like that is like. Why the best- did that happen on screen i know he like took out shit from the bag but is that what happened he shot in the bag did that was yeah that Rick said he'd go to the bathroom, took the bag yeah there's, there's a line oh, okay it's like marty take this goal i gotta go for the bathroom for a second he grabs <laughs> okay, the bag see, so it's implied yeah he did the there you go in the okay bag. um there we discussed it i'm, I'm glad um and then we <laughs> There you go. We end the first part with uh, Heistatron double crosses Rick. Um, Rick's like, we got to stop him from making all sentient life a part of his crew. Um, <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. I mean, it really desensitizes you to that line. Yeah. yeah. It really does. <laughs> this is the. It really is just the most absurd plotline that this is. Like the the heist robot he builds is gonna make all of all of sentient life his his crew members it's it's yeah um okay so now we got to assemble a crew to stop isotron um we got professor professor poopy butthole mm-hmm. um, Ooh we before the semester's over you're gonna be real sick of that phrase um, he literally just wrote that on there to be like sorry this is my tick and you're gonna hate it <laughs> it's, it's probably a good thing he's preparing them that. yeah that's yeah. good it's funny though spelling out we um he's talking about Maya angelou uh we get the payoff later with the classes but uh he's a professor and then he's like fighting off his class um and that's it and then we didn't really need to come back to that but we dig into that scene later uh we get um Havestus, uh ventriloquiver any comments no they exist they're interesting they're very random these are the most just one-off gag characters ever yeah oh yeah Uh, elon tusk at tuscula oh my god Uh, tuscula they they go to him because they're just tuscula tuscula tusk regular regular elon was too controlling so they go to elon tusk instead um 
I didn't even think that he was probably voiced by Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah, but I, I then think, I, I saw the credits was, and he was, yeah. so he definitely was. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's how big the show is. You just get, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he's in it. Maybe they found out he was a fan of the show or like, what's like a way, I, I guess we could put him in without like really having it be about him. Oh, how, how about here? And then they did it. Yeah, he has like nothing to do with the, really the main plot, but he's still like there, but he's not too prominent. Yeah, the impression I got from Katie Delaney on the podcast was that like they wrote the gag without like she didn't even know that Elon Musk was voicing him until like later, like way later. So presumably they wrote the gag first and then just happened to get him to voice Elon Musk. But maybe maybe uh, Dan and Justin had it in mind the whole time. Who knows? Um, yeah, we're, we're all just waiting for the, uh, Kanye appearance on Rick and Morty. We, oh, that's, that's what we're oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what all of those in the news This one hurt me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Kanye's coming in, uh, next season probably or something. Who knows? Oh um, <laughs> we go, okay. So then we go right from Elon Tusk's to Heistatron heisting this planet's core. Um, okay, I love this so much because this is <laughs> this is what made me realize more than this you sort of a bitch I'm in line, like how kind of dumb heist movies are because <laughs> it's just like applying movie logic to a whole planet. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna carefully we're just here to fix like your plumbing, it's fine, and just like shoves it into the earth. Oh, we're a pizza person, like, oh good, they didn't notice. Now we have to leave before they get suspicious and the plant's yeah. like destroyed already. I thought that was very effective. Uh, this is one of the stupidest things in it, Rick and Morty history. Like, <laughs> like, like a, in like a good it's way, so but yeah, it's, it's 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 you it's, think about the scene. It's this heist robot. Uh, you can see sh- menacing shots of him on the spaceship as he like uh, we're gonna put the giant hidden camera on Earth, and you see the news report. Trying to be casual, <laughs> delivering the pizza, and at the end, he's like, "I think we got away with it." Yeah, uh, I think we got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> as the whole planet's it's been hilarious. destroyed. Yeah. I forgot the I think we got away with it. Why? Yeah, it's so good. Commence getting away before they get wise. Yeah, that's what he said. They're all just floating dead. <laughs> They're all just floating dead, dead there. I love Heistatron's voice and delivery throughout that episode. It's especially really good. I, I, I don't know. I was gonna I, I, we could look up as we're gonna be yeah, especially this scene. It's it's really amazing. Um yeah, on the podcast, they're all talking about it. all the crew members. Like, this is their favorite scene of the episode. They all loved it so much. Oh, good. <laughs> they, did, they did a good job. <laughs> everyone talks about the scene. Like, okay. I mean, from an artistic perspective, I can see how it'd be very notable, like doing the, the giant things on the planet and stuff. And yeah, also the, on the, on the, this, the podcast, the director for this episode uh, said they, Brian Newton said they had to do like 900 assets for this one episode. Normally, yeah. like a show has like 15 assets and like oh, how God. way over the top the show is um yeah uh so we yeah we appreciate uh the lengths the production goes goes in and the uh, really what off jokes really doesn't seem necessary that we <laughs> for no, most it's but... not about what's necessary <laughs> they like the challenge yeah it's they, like they, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go there, but it's just a lot. They do a I, lot. Yeah. And everyone, everyone seems very happy on the podcast, at least. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, this is like a high quality show. So I like that they're putting in like a Google going way over the top production wise for this type of show. Um, I think that makes sense. Um, okay. So uh, then we get Rick in the, 
garage is like what whatever plan they will uh, this 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 part this is the part of the episode where i'm like oh my it god it gets a little like, strange when it no, gets no, to the no, random no, stuff well, i this, agree to the random stuff but this line i'm like this line really sold me on what we're doing honestly it's like whatever plan they we come up with is going to be canceled out by heistatron's reveal that our plan was part of his plan, his all plan. Along. yes <laughs> oh my god i love this so much like it's this is such a good, like, layered mockery of this, the whole this is the, I think this is the best lampooning, so yeah, funny. of the genre, yeah. yeah. It's like, we can't plan anything, because then he's just going to inevitably reveal yeah, that it was part of his plan. <laughs> so yeah. we just got to be do random stuff, yeah. I think that that logic was so good to me. And he, like, brings out a chart, too, and is, like, demonstrate. yeah. Um, he picked the crew at random, and they start taking orders from Randotron, uh... Uh, let's get let's get ready not to not rumble. Uh, did, but you didn't see that coming. Um, he devi- devised a Rendotron's algorithm devised from the plots of three David Lynch movies I pretended to like to get my friends to shut up. Um, I love that. And uh, we, uh, uh, Mr. Poobuttle, Professor Poobuttle. I don't really I don't really get it, but it sounds like that's the point. Um, Rick's playing Minecraft while they wait, and back to Minecraft. I don't know why the show's obsessed with Minecraft now. I mean, it's only been in two episodes, but it's only um, been two episodes. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as an obsession. But yet. I mean, like the last one was like the season finale. It was the, the season finale, season. so it's, so it's two, only like three episodes. Two of the last, last four, mentioned. yeah. So that's a, that's a period. Um, they is a reveal. They've already been heisted, and the Earth is in uh, Heistatron's oh giant spaceship. It's just this tiny thing. <laughs> <laughs> I so love that, like, Randotrons, like, chooses this moment, and Rick's like, no, this isn't a good time. He's like, yeah. that's why it's the perfect <laughs> time for <to laughs> random. Just, he's just, like, collecting planets now. Like, wh- what did yeah. Rick program this robot with to have the capability to do all this? Uh, he, he, everyone just did the crew. It's, it's, it's his crew is, uh, yeah, everyone, I guess he is the, helping. I guess once he can mind control people, you can yeah, do he anything. Yeah, he has everyone in the, wor- yeah. in the universe to help now. So. What you don't see is that the whole ship is powered by, like, people on, like, hamster wheels. Like, it's just, like, 900 <laughs> really people on hamster wheels. I like that headcanon. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah, this episode also works as, like, a consequence of Rick just uh, haphazardly making robots all the time and stuff it's like yeah this might happen once if he makes them too smart i don't know uh, as elon uh elon tusk comments i guess it's the danger of ai um the uh yeah random darts everyone my highlights were uh like this montage of two people doing random stuff morty like subscribed to a history of new york podcast and then threw his phone away um i don't know why <laughs> but yeah to play with it i guess i just like board he was subscribing to a podcast as part of this random montage um and then uh mr uh, mr poopy buttles running a uh cattle auction yeah that was the probably the funniest I, part i think that was a really good line read i really like the line <laughs> he's, read he's, he's just saying nonsense he's like ah, <laughs> yeah no, i can't souls. even repeat it it's just really good <laughs> no he wasn't even saying anything but it's great yeah um okay then we have rick confronts heistatron um oh my god oh, th- this besides like the planet heist is my other favorite part. okay well, it's, so <laughs> it's so stupid let's go through the all the reveals uh oh my God. rick swapped uh he's like uh heistatron's like oh is it that you swapped me and randotron's brains and then um <laughs> heistatron's like i countered that by a switching place switching yeah <laughs> oh, that would have been smart if only yeah, i hadn't then, known that and then rick's reveal he changed the labels on them but <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> like change anything in the computer he just like swapped out like yes. the label maker yeah uh and then the, the, during this scene we get uh morty like hey rick i was thinking maybe we could like raid a temple and go on an epic adventure late today morty get on my head i just 
Uh, I know, just the temple, grab a couple of hover, hover chairs on the way there. Um, yeah, I just love inserting stuff like that references the past episode in there. Um, like your brain, and then we get back to the reveals. Your brain explodes when you hit six levels of contrivance. Um, then we get initiate clap sequence. Uh, is <laughs> still there. Uh, again, next- it's monotone. The robot's monotone, just like clap, clap, clap. clap, clap, clap. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, reveal Heistatron's uh, chip was inside Randotron, so they're reversed, and he killed Randotron just now. Um, and he wasn't being random. He actually specifically brought them all in. Um, and then the Heistron's like, I programmed you, Rick, with my nanobots. Which I like we kind of explained how he's mind-controlling people like nanobots. And, um, well, then, no, they showed that at the... No, whatever. Yeah, they did show it. I was it's unclear it's that that... It, I was unclear it was nanobot technology. Maybe I should have gotten that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what I'm saying to you, though. You believe what I programmed you to believe. Um, and then they repeat, I programmed you to believe that for two hours. And uh, it appears the only perfect heist is one that was never written, and he explodes, and that's the resolution. <laughs> I was like, "What? Like that's <laughs> okay? That's it?" <laughs> and then there was like three minutes left of the episode, and, was, and then, I, more, and then and more happens. Morty's like, oh, my, not a good time for this, Rick." But uh, I have a pitch meeting in half an hour at Netflix. Um, and then Rick's like, "Oh yeah, let's do it." And uh, Morty pitches his heist movie. Um, and, uh, he's like, you, what, you, do you think this is going, uh, are you, is it going bad? It's going, it's, 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 Jesus Christ, this is great. Yeah. Everyone's so into it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Netflix executive. Guy. I like that they were really into it. Like, it, I think it just shows just how stupid heist movies are that they were really into it. Like, that's the best part. I mean, yeah. I love, yeah, because, Lar- like, the, the way Morty's describing it is, like, the a, worst <laughs> way you can do a pitch. It's like. Oh, there's probably plan, supposed to generally then it, it, it yeah. turns out to be the other guy's plan, but then... But I mean, like, it, what else is there to heist? <laughs> that's, that's the I point. Know, yes, that's, that's the point. So that's the this point. episode. It's like, you start off with the heist being kind of fun, but by now, it's just like, you. You there have been so many heists upon heists. It's just this garbled, like, mess of nonsense, and, and the way Morty boils it down to his pitch, like, that must be... What people who hate ice movies see when they see ice movie, it's like that description. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it's so perfect. Yeah, um, and also like obviously a big parody about Netflix loving any pitch they get um, here. A lot of a lot of Netflix parodying going on, um, and which which at this point seems like an old joke, and now we've moved on to Netflix actually cutting down on their uh, on their content and there's um, a different complaint now. So, so this, so this is like very much a year to two year ago joke, but that's what happens with the show. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, starting to think, he's starting to think heists are really dumb now. Man, it's as if someone stole his enthusiasm for his own idea. And then you shot out Rick looking smug with the sunglasses and the lollipop. No, I love it so much <laughs> because like, Rick's just such a dick. And where he's like, no, it's fine. Like, who needs dreams? I'll just go on adventures with yeah. you forever and do whatever you say. And then there's just you just look at Rick and he's like, okay, Marty, if that's what you want. <laughs> it's just the perfect ending is so funny. Rick looking smug is so good, yeah. so good at the end of the it's episode. So yeah, good. just this, this this smash cut to him looking smug in the parking lot um, is, is so good. And then cut to reveal the last reveal from two weeks earlier. Um, he's uh, frustrated. Morty spending all of his time on uh, on this heist movie. He list, missed the last three adventures. Uh, Summer's like five of my friend got Netflix deals. It's a very achievable goal. Um, a very and, achievable goal. 
Rick's like, I'm not going to lose Morty. And Beth says, if Morty ever loses on a single dream, it had better be because of his own disillusionment. And then Rick's like, hmm. Like, yeah. I, this, this episode is like Rick being a complete uh, jackass to the family, but he's like, also, it's also keeping the structure of him being like subservient to the family yeah, because he's exactly. pl- he's playing with his, he has the so idea by playing within Beth's he's rules, twisting the words yeah. <laughs> into a way that he can have a loophole. And yeah. it's, it's hilarious. So it's like, yeah, Rick is like way all powerful in this episode, but also comes from him being con- now. it comes from him being confined and having rules, which is so very satisfying. Yeah, like he needs yeah. to be contained. Yeah. Um, I hope uh, we get an episode where like Beth like starts giving him rules, but like it's really really complicated with them to try to control him. <laughs> yeah, they try to try to stop him from <laughs> like it, like it goes into it. like programmer like language like stuff like just trying to get him to stop doing things. He's like saying like how can I do this still? How can Challenge. I still do what I want to do? Yeah, challenging like challenging Rick to like he's tra- yeah. Um, I could see something like that. I'm within like a context of something else or something. Yeah, no, it's not um, like a full episode thing. Yeah. But, like it, I feel like it could be a one-off thing like that. Yeah. Uh, and they're ferrying Earth back on the ship. It's like, yeah, this actually happens. Um, yeah, they got, they got to move Earth back. How'd they get the moon? Was the moon tethered too? <laughs> I don't think they stole the moon. I think yeah. they're only interested in like real planets. Right? Oh, is he not there? Okay. So the moon's so. just... Why did he steal other planets? Why did Heistatron have were, other planets collect? We will never understand Heist. The whims of Heistatron. <laughs> okay, I like that idea before. I like I like saying we don't get it. And that's yeah, fine. we just don't get it. It's too uh, it's too smart for us. It's too smart. <laughs> it's too smart. Morty says, uh, "Who needs dreams? I'll just hang out with you and go on adventures and do whatever you want uh, to do forever." Uh, Rick, okay. I mean, if that's what you that's want, what you want. <laughs> just Link, the way he yeah. says it kills yeah. me i love i love the everything with the end of the episode yeah it's really funny um and then we have a stinger let's let's talk about the stinger because my i'm trying to analyze like why we did this because the stinger's very I long like i don't think you yeah. need to analyze it i think they just did it because they felt like it i don't think there's a <laughs> sure. lot but i i have i have this it might be the longest stinger. Yeah. I, I have a TV critic in uh, Like, this episode is just so fast-paced, and so, like, the, you do the opposite in the stinger for effect, and you drag it out. Like, I, th- I think maybe that's why, like, comedic uh, timing-wise, like, this is the opposite of the episode. This is a very dragged-out conversation, one-joke thing with Mr. Boo Boo Um He's on the roof with Rick and Morty, and uh, there could be a twister, and uh, Morty's doing his twisting the Rubik's Cube. I guess we're just doing twist things. That's my interpretation. Um, oh. <laughs> Rick and Mori hired uh, his grad students to attack him to test his karate skills. And uh, he's like, why did you guys do that? Yeah, they, looking back, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> so he's like, weren't you, was it an emergency? Why did you guys do that? Uh, took less training than you think. There's uh, Maybe there's some correlation with their passion for African-American women's studies uh, with their karate skills. And... Uh, Maya Angelou did personify both acquiescence and perseverance. Uh, ooh wee, that's exactly the kind of connection I'd love to explore in my class. Too bad I just lost my job to put my students in the hospital. In the hospital. This is so um, random. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think my favorite part of the scene is just Morty like playing with a Rubik's cube in the background for like no reason, just like there. Not saying anything. 
Like, why is Mr. Poopy? Yeah, like, he's, he's there. Uh, why is Mr. Poopy Butthole teaching African American women studies? I feel like you, you, okay. yeah, you start asking these questions at least to know where Saturn might going. So I would caution you not to go down here. It's like, it's like what's the opposite of what you'd expect Mr. Poopy Butthole to teach? But, I guess. But that's Dylan, what this it is, is like this hit me really close to home because I totally had an old white guy teaching this specific class at my school. <laughs> I was at the school I went to for college. Yeah, is it a parody of that type of thing? Yeah, no, it, it is. And it's just like, I was definitely thinking that during the class. Wait, why are you the professor? <laughs> this is, I, this is the You're most... Uh, the of this class. This is the most LOL random stinger, I feel like. Like, it had something to do with the episode, but... like Only very tangentially. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I It took me three tries, but I think I love the stinger. Like, I think on the third time, I'm like, oh, this is actually great. Uh, I don't know. I think it just works. I like, I do think it works really well contrasting with the episode, like, uh, timing wise. And like, it's just, it is kind of a good ending to like a very fast paced episode. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Michelle, what, uh, was there anything else you loved from the episode? Oh, man. I mean, no, all, all my faves we touched upon. I just, again, I, I love the slowly building insanity of high stuff. And, like, I'm going to hear you, son of a bitch, I'm in on repeat in my head for a while. Oh, I'm glad. And that's a little <laughs> bit of a curse. But, again, it reminds me of, like, the bitch line with Scary Terry, which, like, yeah, just became such a ridiculous joke the more we heard it. So I kind of like it in that way. That's true. It's another very connection with Lawnmower Dog with the bitch thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very silly episode, and and in a, in a great way, though. Do you, in do, a you great way. And, do you want Rick and Morty to be the silly all the time? I I mean, I think part of the joy of it was just that it was so unexpected. Hmm. And I mean, it, I think Rick and Morty's been silly in a lot of ways. I feel like I prefer this kind of silliness to just like maybe more gross out humor. Um, definitely agree. Which it is also done quite a bit and seems to enjoy a lot. So I think like for me, this is just more my speed. Okay. And I mean, unfortunately, people like that because they're like Pickle Rick. People really like that episode. Oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of gross-out humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Pickle Rick has other types of humor as well. Like oh, the, it does, in, too, the, init- the initial does. joke with the pickle thing, I think, is, like, not that type. But, yeah. Um, Sarah, where have you landed after our discussion? I like this episode more. I don't think it's, Yay. like, my favorite. But, I mean, I liked it. It. Uh, I don't know. I didn't get to, like, really, like, work through my thoughts of the first two episodes at the amount I worked through this one. So I'm not really... I don't know. I, I'm not ready to say if I like this one more than the first two because they're all just very different. That's but fair. I like this. I, I like this one a lot. I just do. I can't take this type of episode every week. I, I can't do <laughs> this okay. every week. No more heist jokes. But it's me like the silliness. Like I love the silliness when it's every now and then. When it's every like if every episode of Rick and Morty was this, I think it would get really boring really fast. Yeah, I I think in general the episode should do more of this type of episode, I guess. But I agree, like, this one reason the show's great is it can do a lot of different types of things. And this is a great contrast to last week, which had a lot of emotional depth for Rick. Um, So I I, think the yeah. I I just think, again, I think it really is. I just want more sci-fi concepts. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah, you made that point and we didn't get back to that. That's a good point. This is more of a genre parody of something that exists on Earth versus, like... taking advantage of this being a sci-fi show like i guess the sci-fi parts are like 
uh, him, the the robot and they're done in and service like, of the parody. Yeah, it's done in service. Yeah. He's like a giant spaceship and takes Earth, and but yeah, it's all it's all the tangential, I guess, to the other stuff. I think if this was a sci-fi, like if this was just as silly, but it was a sci-fi thing, like I probably would love this episode a lot more. But it's just. I, if we're gonna do silly episodes, let's do them like Total Recall, where we're about like weird memory sci-fi stuff, where that's really cool. Obviously, that's like lightning in a bottle; like you can't do that every week. But I mean, like I like the sci-fi concepts a lot more. I would also say sci-fi is also like a, a genre of something. The way heist movies are like a very sub-genre. So I mean, there, there's a reason I think that they do both kinds. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's at its core, it's a sci-fi show, though. So I think yeah, that's it. That's that is its bread also and, true. That's they its sure like butter. being in space, so <laughs> space and dimensions right, and stuff. Dylan. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine though. Like it, we do primarily do sci-fi stuff, and this is a rare going to a different genre. But maybe the show's done at other times. I don't know. I personally, I, I I understand that take. I guess with the sci-fi stuff makes sense to me. I I, I personally really like this. Um, I think uh, this and episode two are both really good. I'll, I'll take this one as my best of the seasons, or whatever you want to say, episode two with the emotional stuff. Like, I'm fine with Damn. that, too. Um, I mean, there's so. only three, so there's not, like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of comparing and contrasting we can do. <laughs> yeah, but I, and I mean, episode that. one also had the fascist stuff, which is also amazing. So, like, oh, uh, God. <laughs> we've gotten some good stuff from every episode, so that's been it's really good. Um, and then two, two weeks from now, because we're off for next week for some reason. <laughs> Um, Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving that's, doesn't extend yeah, doesn't extend not... to Sunday night, so I don't. It does. That doesn't make yeah. sense. What? <laughs> no, no, Maybe they uh, gave no them like a four week. day weekend or something yeah, for the holiday. I like, I don't understand how Ruby can still air on Saturday. Okay, but don't bring me. Don't bring me. These Sunday. are different scales of show we're talking. Here. This is like one know, of the biggest Dylan, shows in the but world. The thing is, like, they work. You, Ruby usually works. They work through the week before to no, get it I done. Think, I think these episodes are done. I don't. I don't think it's like a crew schedule. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, next week, or two weeks from now, is uh, Claw and Hoarder special. Rick Tim's Morty. That's oh, what a title. What does so that tight. even? The, mean? the preview. The preview is just all about Rick taking on a dragon. <laughs> So, okay. Great. All right. He's also great. he's also like I always slay queen or something. No. Like he he says oh, that. <laughs> he says oh, that. No. Take before. that away. Absolutely. <laughs> that no. was the best part of the preview. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I think he's talking about is, slaying a dragon. He's like I always slay. Yeah. Um, is this the is this what the future is though for episode titles? Just extend them as long as possible because every other episode title is getting worse and worse. Yeah, I think it so. does I think seem so. to be getting like at least it's not total eclipse of the heart like at least there's that okay i don't know if that shows are we gonna get total eclipse of the heart at some point we might i mean sarah that sounds like a title that would fit already so episode five is rattle star rick lactica so there you go i'm excited for snakes i'm legit excited for snake episode episode. (laughs) oh my god dragon episode then snakes episode that's what we know i mean for they might be complete uh diversions and it could be completely something else with the show so who knows that's true. Uh, yeah, we're excited, whatever it is. We'll be back two Mondays from now to talk about the uh, Claw and Hoarder episode. And um, so, okay, I don't know. I'm not going to try to figure out what the episode's about, but um, the title is hinting it's at a certain direction, but it could not go in that direction. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and there's two options: lean into it or down. Yeah, we'll see. yeah, which means it could be one thing, or it could be literally anything else. <laughs> it could be yeah, just anything exactly. else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let us know what you thought of this episode, episode three of, uh, of season four of Kamori, overlyanimated.com, youtube.com slash overlyanimated, our comments. You can talk about this on our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. 
And if you enjoyed this, consider supporting us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our Patreon podcast, Britt, a.k.a. Opal. And thanks as always to our patrons, like our producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Um, check out our other stuff at overlyanimated.com. I think I mentioned last week we wrapped up our BoJack Horseman coverage. We also have... Um, coverage of other shows the aforementioned ruby i don't know that there's a crossover i don't think there's any crossover but Um, maybe we're we're okay there's probably some but i mean (laughs) probably not a lot yeah there you go other shows too overlyanimated.com thanks for listening guys we will see you next time bye bye